0: It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro Well with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities, who I might add has been through quite a long presentation today and his mind's a little bit addled. That's the best way to put it. But we don't need mm. to dwell on that, David. But what we do need to dwell on is what happened on Friday. I didn't do a Friday afternoon mm. podcast. I caught up over the weekend. First thing that sprang to mind, which we knew about anyway, was grey listing at the end of last week. Now, mm. Grey listing didn't have much of an effect on the bond market, uh, nor on the rand. A little bit of weakness here and there, but a lot, a lot of that was dollar strength. What do you make of grey listing? Is it a bad, bad thing? Is it another example of how badly behaved the Republic of South Africa is?
1: Well, well, I think that we just we don't measure up to the controls that uh they believe we should have for me it's a it, it it's quite an indictment because i think we've always been proud about our financial sector yes uh what we've achieved uh we've been leaders in king in in, in other words governance board you know uh how, how to behave yourself uh, as a director of a board and so on and 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 yet uh we're exposed what worries me uh about this and and it, it's not reflected in the market, okay? So you're dead right. I'm looking at the JSC as I talk now, and there's uh, two gainers for every one loser. Yeah. So in other words, we've taken our guidelines from Europe. We're taking it from America, which is slightly firmer for whatever reason. But I don't think there has been any response or reaction uh, in our market. We did come down on Friday, but I think that was more – Response to what was happening in uh, in U.S. markets with the uh, PCE. What's it the uh, PCE um, deflator? Yeah, uh, yeah personal consumption so, expenditure. Consumption and, yeah. yeah. So so we were in line with that. So today, it's it's from the stock markets' point of view, it's a non-event. I think what's happened is that this has been expected like a downgrading for a long time, yes. and uh, I. I, I I wonder, and and this is at the back of my mind, and I'm just trying to clear my thoughts because if if we are on that list and people are doing business with us, uh, they start to ask a lot of questions, and uh, they've got to be happy that we that we comply because pressure is going to be put on on them. I I you know pressure is going to be put on anybody who deals with South Africa. And I think this is just another angle that makes it more difficult. Uh, we've already felt the wrath of a lot of Swiss banks. When I say Swiss, I shouldn't single out Swiss banks, no. European and American banks, when they you know, when we try to open up accounts for customers, they do ask a number of leading and 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 personal questions. So if Lindsay Williams inherited money. Um, you know, they would say, where did you inherit money from? I inherited it from my uncle. What did your uncle do? And you've got to go to great lengths to prove that he was a legitimate person, you know, that that he, had a, he was running a business. So you can't merely say, I inherited this money. There's got to be a source of where this inheritance came from, yes. you know, even if it was your uncle or your auntie or, or granny or whatever it is. So they go to a lot of lengths now you know, to to get to the source of of where the money was made and so on and that and we've been going through this for a long time which is but really it's getting worse
0: right of, i mean the, the, the compliance that you worse. have to endure in it order is, to open a new account car- gets worse and worse is. correct
1: you have no idea you know and it's very difficult so uh, you you have to be prepared to disclose everything yeah full financial disclosure you know if you want to open up an account in, uh, in in an offshore
0: okay so
1: yeah well let's just have so a I look think, at gray I listing think, uh, th-
0: this, this was sent uh, to me this morning by annabelle bishop from an investor chief economist there it says gray listing occurs when a country formally comes under increased monitoring from the financial action task force the fatf uh, following serious deficiencies in its anti-money laundering terrorism and proliferation uh, financing framework Uh, And it goes on to say what blacklisting is. Um, But anyway, it says once a country is added to the FATF grey list, which we have been, it is accordingly also added to the EU high risk third countries list by the European Union. So that's two out of two and the UK's Mm. high risk jurisdictions Mm. list. The IMF has found that when a country is grey listed, there's a large, significant negative effect on capital outflows. That's the last thing you need at the moment. I mean, that, I mean the fact that it's done nothing means that this is a long-term thing. People will sit down now and say, "Okay, we're not going to invest because we don't want to be grey. We don't want to be seen to be doing business with a grey-listed yeah. country, a country yeah. that allowed yeah. itself to be taken over by certain entities with the help of the yeah. presidency, and all that money going out the country to Dubai, yeah. or wherever yeah. it was." I think this is really bad. People are shrugging off. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so.
1: No, I, I, I'm on your side in this one. I find it very. Uh, in fact, I'm writing an article for Friday for my column. I have to write it now because I've got to go to Cape Town on Thursday. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so, and, and I was, you know, I just thought, what an awful week we had. I mean, it really was a, a tough week, starting with the interview with uh, ENCA with Annika Larson and, uh, um, and, and, and Andre Yes. And I mean, it really was revealing. Now, you might not like him. I, I explained it saying, look, you can criticise him, but he took over uh, a tree that was already infested with termites. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't though. He took over a fresh, a tree that was bearing fruit and branches were, you know, full of leaves. it was already almost terminal. Rotten, I mean, what yeah. he tried to do, mm-hmm. it was rotten. Mm-hmm. So I say that because he's he's attracted a lot of critics. And you know, he's attracted a lot of critics that he was in. That he was inefficient. He wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, he wasn't the right man and, and particularly coming from government. See, be that as it may, what he said, what he went through, and some of the stories are just scary, frightening. Now, why why do I bring that up when it comes to gray listing? Because what concerns me about our culture here, Lindsay, is that you might have the most perfect bank, and I think we've got superb banks. We've got Standard Bank and First Rand and uh, Nedbank, and they've all been incredibly well run, even if you look at their accounts. You talk to someone like Wayne or whoever you talk to in your podcast will tell you how solid the banks are. Yes. What concerns me is that in a culture like ours where corruption is so endemic, it is so widespread, you don't know what can happen in a bank. In other words, you can find collusion in a bank, which makes it very difficult for your, you know, for your control. So where you've got a culture, a corrupt culture, there's every chance that you could have collusions within bank, even among senior people, which we saw at Eskom. You know, so Mm. I'm giving you my thought. We saw it at Eskom. We've seen it in government. Who knows what's happening? And and sadly I, I mentioned this because Sasswin Bank came under a little bit of pressure I remember. recently, you yeah. know, over a few years. I mean it's something that happened where no matter what controls you had, where you had people within the bank who were bribed or coerced by their clients, you know, for a few bob here or a few bob there, anything can happen. And that to me is the is the worry about this. You know that 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 uh how do you prevent against that where you're in a country where uh the government are corrupt where you know every every department is corrupt from the from the cop on the beat right through to who knows where the cabinet according to uh mr Dorator. so that's that's where I have a very uneasy feeling about all of this and and these and then then hold on a second then the third thing we get is uh on the anniversary of Ukraine Russian war we get naval exercises with um with what's in very name, with, very embarrassing with, with Russia. No, it's very a, embarrassing. Lindsay, yeah, why is it all together? Because what it's done is now there's a, a resolution in Congress in the US, you know, to investigate the relationship with South Africa. Yeah. So you know you start it now. You might say, well, What's the US?" You uh, know, who <laughs> well, cares no. about? No, you can't. Yeah, you know, hello, exactly. You know, and 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 I laugh because I'm using an Apple. I use Microsoft. I use all these products, where who knows what the consequences will be? You know, we hug. Mandela used to hug Gaddafi. It it really caused a lot of issues with. With the government at that time, but uh, the U.S. government. But I think things have gone worse now. You know, and and I think this whole Russian issue is far worse than Gaddafi or some of those petty despots up uh, you know, from the Middle East. And so, also that uh, they
0: abstained. They, abs- mm. they abstained from the U.N. vote mm. about Russia, yeah. you know, immediately yeah. withdrawing its yeah. its forces from the Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, there were seven yeah. countries that said no, and it was places like Eritrea, Chad. Yeah. North Korea, okay. China, Russia itself I can't remember yeah. the other two The abstentions were in the 30s And mm-hmm. South Africa was one of them And they're doing naval yeah. exercises I hope our ship can uh, keep uh, up with the, the Russians and the Chinese Or, <laughs> or they'll be just chugging along you, behind you, Especially with that big <laughs> that big admiral You know, he's a big fella He takes some, chug- <laughs> yeah. he takes some tugging along, that boy <laughs> But You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, they may as well have just written down We support Russia by abstaining yeah. and doing exercises I, with them And I think it's distasteful Personally.
1: Yeah. Well, the whether it was the Financial Times, whoever, have absolutely castigated South Africa, and I'm going to read this to you because there's yes, a, a superb article in in the Economist uh, this weekend. You know, in the African and Middle East section. First of all, it's a leader, but I'm just going to give you the the concluding paragraph. Look, it. It doesn't do justice because it's quite a long article and mm. so on. But they, they summarise. they say the tragedy is that South Africa needs all the help it can get. It is not the singular sub-Saharan African power it was in the 2000s. Nor has it gone unnoticed that the country is falling apart. Mm. There are rolling blackouts and the taps are regularly dry. Tell me about it. Experience that this weekend. Really? When Janet Yellen, yeah, anyway. Yeah. When when Janet Yellen, America's Treasury Secretary, visited uh, last month, water tanks had to be delivered to where she was staying because the water was off. Organized crime is rampant. Yet, just when it should be drawing closer to its main sources of trade and investment, which means Europe and America, it's veering away. To friends in the West, South Africa's pretensions to global importance looks increasingly ridiculous. It's sympathy for Russia – only makes it more so. So, I mean, that was a concluding paragraph. And, and mm, I mean, if you go powerful. through it in further detail, a very powerful stuff. Now, The Economist is not a Russian magazine. So people in Russia are not going to read it, and nor are they going to read it in China uh, and probably not in Eritrea or Albania. But it does have a lot of influence in the U.S. and certainly in Europe and the U.K., and it influences and it molds people's minds. Hmm. And so we're beginning to build this picture of, of this almost pariah state again. And, and for me, that's sad because the last time I experienced that was with P.W. Boeta in 1985, you know, uh, when he wagged his finger at, uh, at all his critics. You know, we've, we were expecting reforms and expect he just dug his heels in. It was the beginning of the end. But you know, you got that hopeless feeling, oh boy. You know, do Where you, are we going to get out of this?
0: Do you think hmm. that this has implications for the, for the ANC? The ANC is losing in, in the polls. It, yeah. it, it won't yeah. lose in it. Yeah. If you had a snap election next week or something, they wouldn't lose. No, they'd, they'd lose finished. ground. But you, do you think some of the old people there are saying, you know, everyone's doing it. So if the ANC is going out and I'm at the end of my career, I'm going to step up the corruption and yeah. the fraud yeah. and the theft. Yeah. Why do we say corruption and fraud? It's, not, it's uh, just stealing. Yeah. Do you think that they could do that? Yeah. And again, that could thwart all the efforts uh, that are. Currently being made um, to fix the water situation this, in Johannesburg. Yes. It's, the money's being drained yes. away and and there's less yeah.
1: money to drain. That's the other thing. Absolutely right, Lindsay. That's the worry, is that these are, you know, it's a career. Mm. So a lot of these people are, this is their, the way of earning income. And they, they, full, they know fully that they're not going to make it. I think the ANC is a spent force. I don't think it's got anything to offer this country, as we've seen. And... Uh, I, you know, and and I think everybody's saying bring on the collection, uh, correct, uh, election. Yes. <laughs> bring on there because uh, what comes out of it, I'm not sure. You know, no parties have really come about. But I think what is true is that people have had it with the ANC. They, you know, they, 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 um and I think it will be expressed in the election. People know it. So you're dead right. You know, they are going to say, listen, this is the last chance to put, uh, our noses in the trough, you know, and get what we can out of it. So yeah. I, I worry about that. You know, I I worry, and you can see the reaction of government to what Duterte said. You know, they're trying to protect themselves. They're trying to to make sure that they don't lose power because for them, being in power gives them that that right to to steal or to. You know, I can put it in a different way: procurement. You know, I can decide where the contracts go. <laughs> And that goes to my um, to my you know, to my sister's aunt and you know, oh, my sister's mother in law. You know, that kind of thing. So there's rent seeking at everything we do and it even worries me now. You know, as we try to privatise things, that uh, they're not going to give that easily.
0: I've told you this story before, a well-known publication, a very fine publication as well, I, I might add. Um, I was um, trying to get my podcast put on, on their website. It would have been, it would have been a good uh, fit myself. And them because, But anyway, it doesn't matter. I spoke to the editor and uh, I said, listen to this podcast. I've just conducted it with a very clever fellow from Cape Town, an independent analyst. And he said in the podcast... He said, essentially, and this was about a year and a half ago, he said, essentially, the ANC is a criminal organisation. The editor mm-hmm. threw his toys out of the cot. He swore oh. it means, mm-hmm. how dare you send me this, and you expect us to be with you, et cetera. Now I pick up this, I, I read this website every morning, and it's essentially saying the same thing. The ANC are criminals, <laughs> and this is why they're criminals. He's a criminal, she's a criminal. and goes on. I think, whatever happened? Whatever happened to a year and a half ago when you were so scared of saying anything against the ANC, and are people speaking out enough? Before we end the political thing, are people speaking out enough? Are there mm-hmm. enough whistleblowers, David?
1: I think uh, uh very nervous. Mm. very nervous because um the rater, I mean the joke and, and, and this this is a funny story for those who might not have listened to it. And uh he was poisoned. Yes. You know, and he goes on to recall the story of of how he discovered it. You know, he drank he drank this coffee, and uh, they found, you know, they found um, cyanide Cyanides, and yeah. rat poison. Mm. Yeah, and 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 obviously there was an attempt to murder him. Now he's head of a government department. Whether you like him or not, Eskom is owned by the government, and he's the CEO. So you would expect that there'd be an investigation into this. And I mean, his life was saved. Uh, he was enormously ill, vomited, you name it. And they gave him a a booster, I think, of vitamin B, which which was well, you know, I don't know whether it was just sheer luck that he had it. Whatever it was, it neutralized what they didn't know at that time, which was the cyanide. But he says what happens is that he gets a visit from a detective sergeant. And he says he he could see a detective sergeant was a middle-aged man. And he says if you're still a detective sergeant at your middle age, obviously you haven't gone up the ranks. You haven't impressed anybody. And during the course of the investigation, giving a statement, and this is hysterical, he says he mentioned cyanide, to which the chap eventually said, have you had problems with your sinuses before? Oh, my goodness, you know? no. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, 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 you know, I mean, he, that's his story. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, perhaps yeah. not as articulate as he is, but, but I'm getting to the point. That's the quality of the cop that they sent to him. To investigate his murder or attempted murder. Now uh, he was head mm-hmm. of Eskom, so I think nothing's been done about it. Uh, there's been no no major investigation, whatever it is. So it's it it it's when you say whistleblowers, you know, you don't know. Life is very cheap in this country. Yes. you know, it's uh, it's a few thousand rand you can get anybody bumped off yeah. whatever you want
0: mm, okay i'll bear that in mind david uh, let's talk about um, overseas influence on friday as well because this is the pce that you mentioned earlier on i'll, I'll go through this oh, yeah the fed implicitly targets the core pce deflator yeah. seeking to achieve a two percent year-on-year annual average while the measures came out on friday at 5.4 percent year-on-year and five percent was predicted by the so-called experts Global financial markets are now factoring in the expectation that the Fed will hike its interest rates higher than previously expected yeah. in the current cycle. So there's that. Yeah. And I just want to explain what the PCE is. PCE is. It's um, personal consumption expenditure. In other words, how much people are spending. And as we know, it's a consumption-led economy in the United States of America. So where this so-called depression, recession has gone, I don't know. We've got PMI positive, we've got manufacturing doing quite well, as well as the services sector. We've got jobs being created at an astounding rate every month. Last month, over 500,000, I think it was, wasn't it? 517,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this PCE inflator, people going out and spending, where on earth is the recession i don 't know it 's the funniest recession i've ever seen in my life
1: it's very difficult I, I think that's what's confusing us in understanding the nature of the numbers that we 're getting out uh, while goods are falling uh, the price of goods are falling you know that that was uh, the main source of inflation, which was supply chain blockages and difficulty getting hold of uh, stocks and you know, uh, I think all of that has sorted itself out now. So we are finding, but what hasn't is the is the services side, and those numbers remain still very high. Mm-hmm. Savings are still high. People are spending, and they might be depleting them, and uh, the U.S. is not showing any, you know, still uh, in good shape. So I think it, it's very difficult to read this against, uh, or, or, or put it this way, it's very difficult to expect the Fed to start holding back against um, the kind of inflation or these kind of numbers up to now, I think they might still slow down for a bit longer, Mm -hmm. you know, as they watch and try and work out what's happening because uh, unless they're going to react to each data point. So I think we're hoping that they just hold back and don't quite rush, you know, on this one perhaps reading. Uh, but i'm not the right person, you know when I say I wish I had a good grasp of what this all means, but you know for 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 lay economists like myself and that who you know i can't understand how this all fits together you know and and why services are strong, why unemployment is low in the united states and uh especially against the kind of interest rate rises that we've seen the so one thing that- and, and-
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one yeah. thing that we can say, is, it's very simple. If you create 500,000 jobs, that's 500,000 mm-hmm. households that have suddenly got income. Maybe yeah. they've got yeah. more income than they had before, or maybe that right. job is a new job that's just been created. So what do those people do? Let's say they've been unemployed for that's a few months, long. or let's say ah. that they haven't been earning as much as they want to. What do they do with that first paycheck? They go out and spend. That's why the PCE yeah, yeah, yeah. deflator yeah. was so elevated yeah. on Friday. It's not yeah. difficult, is yeah. it?
1: Nah. No, you're right. With all the new jobs, people are getting paid and they are spending. So you have to wait for that to slow down. You have to wait for employment to slow down, Those service levels, uh, to slow down. We d- I don't know what the momentum behind the service levels are. And service levels are, you know, hairdressers and waiters and, and, and everybody, retailers, everybody behind a counter kind of thing. Why those numbers remain as firm as they are mm. and, and when when will they slow down? You know, when will they be affected by uh, tightening monetary policy? I don't know. That's going to take time for to filter through. But... um in the meantime it's uh, yeah it's, it's you know it's a confusing place to be. No one's quite sure you know we can start to speculate six months ahead, a year ahead, that all of this will sort it out, but it's very difficult to to read the next few months uh you know we're hoping that it's all sorted out but but literally, just no one knows you know you know what I'm trying to say to you <laughs> and, and 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 you can't get a coherent view, you know you can't get. Consensus view everybody has their own views on on what this all means and the reasons behind it it's 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 difficult that's why I'm saying when I sit through presentations I come back and I say okay that sounded very very informative but 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 do I really know what they're saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay let's get on to something that we do understand David it's called football um, I just want to re, um, have a look at my weekend. I mean, I watch more football every weekend now than I've ever done because there's all this backlog of fixtures because of the World Cup and they all get condensed into a short space of time, which I love. OK, Man City one four one, one keeping the pressure on Arsenal. Arsenal did well, winning away with a workman-like performance at Leicester. Uh, so they're still in pole position. Ipswich won away uh, in front of, by the way... Ipswich took 7,000 fans with them, travelling fans with them, to their game against MK Dons. That's unheard of. It's a third division team taking 7,000 people. It's a lot. It's more than any any of the top two divisions uh, took with them. But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that. Very, that very... would
1: have filled the whole ground.
0: <laughs> it was actually it's a beautiful stadium, MK Dons, but it's which filled one end. And they could have sold more tickets if they'd been allowed to. But anyway, I wasn't pleased that Spurs won, but I was pleased that Chelsea mm-hmm. lost. Not because my family supports Chelsea, but yeah. because of Ted Bowley. Ah, he's a disaster. Yeah. I watched him in the stand and I was gleeful when I watched him with his yeah. head in his hands when they went 2-0 down and he's scratching his head and he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what to do, rather. If there was another manager available, terrible. then then Potter would go. But the only reason Potter's still in his job is because there's no one to replace him. Leeds United found some bloke in Spain, and he said, OK, I'll, I'll manage till the end of the season, but won't commit to anything else. There's no talent out there. So Potter has to stay. It's extraordinary. He was terrible. Oh, he I mean, Chelsea
1: are terrible. They're rubbish. They had no... They, when I, when, and they spent... Millions, hundreds of millions, uh, hundreds of they, They just didn't look like they could, they could score. I mean, they've got all these super individual, talented people, but they just can't play together. They're awful. I know, you the, know anyway. They, you know, Spurs just looked, I mean, you, they didn't look like scoring, they didn't look like getting near the other goal. No. I, and uh, listen, they lost to Southampton the week before. This is two losses. They, anyway, David, I... David, they've only scored four goals know.
0: in 16 I matches. I mean, if when when They've got
1: the when, superstar. Oh, no, but
0: the Yo. heaven, you see. They, in I the 82nd minute, they brought on an old has-been, your old throwaway, Aubameyang. Aubameyang <laughs> came on with an £88 million pound signing from the Ukraine, and neither of them touched the ball. They came on with eight minutes to go. I, I found it quite astonishing, and Potter's embarrassing himself now. The joke, of course, at the moment is... Um, that uh, Real Madrid have scored more goals in England this season than Chelsea have because they scored five <laughs> against Liverpool. <laughs> which is which is strange but true.
1: <laughs> funny.
0: It is. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Newcastle were also disappointing. No, I must say, please, I watched yeah. that game. They were, they were very disappointed. They yeah. were totally boring. Yeah. They ran around in the middle of the field and made a lot of noise but never got close to goals. They didn't look like scoring, you know. And, and credit to Man United. They're a solid team. They're not a great team. No. They're not great, but they're a very solid, well, what would you call it? You know, well managed, uh, outfit. Yeah. And they did what they had to do, you know.
0: Ten Hag so, is very talented and very strict as well. Yeah. I love it that Piers Morgan hates him because he sacked um, Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. I absolutely love it. He's, 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 so, he's furious that he's he's won that cup, which no. which I love. But anyway, <laughs> we mustn't be childish, David. David, <laughs> thank you very much for your time, as always. David Shapiro is We didn't from, talk
1: about the market, but that doesn't matter. We
0: talked about no, big, bigger
1: issues, you know. I
0: mean, what yeah, have we got? No. The market's mm-hmm. doing well. Let's have a look. We've got the nah, S&P well. up point eight percent and the all-share yeah. up 1%. I mean, what... You know, it's it's, uh, it's all to do with the S&P. Mark. David, yep. thank you very much. We'll speak okay. tomorrow in Great detail job. about the markets with Viv Governor, okay. so join us then. But that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position